everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Midlife AF, where I will be chatting to the wonderful Rebecca Jade. Rebecca is a doctor of Chinese medicine and acupuncture. She's also a meditation and yin yoga teacher. And um, I work with Beck, and I think she's absolutely amazing. We spoke together on Australia Day, Survivor's Day, Invasion Day on Monday. It's quite a, a powerful conversation. Um, and yeah, I, I, I really recommend having a listen, um, but particularly if you're interested in yin yoga and the power of these kind of practices that we use as a scaffold to support this life that we don't want to escape from, this midlife AF. So over to myself and Beth. If you're a woman in midlife whose intuition is telling you that giving booze the elbow might be the next right move, then Midlife AF is the podcast for you. Join counsellor, psychotherapist, this naked mind and grey area drinking alcohol coach Emma Gilmore for a weekly natter about parenting quirky teens menopause, relationships, and navigating this thing called midlife, alcohol-free. If you're feeling that life could be so much more, that you're sick and tired of doing all the things for everyone else, if your intuition is waving her arms manically at you, saying it could all be so much easier if we didn't have to keep drinking, come with me. Together we'll find our groove without booze. I lovingly acknowledge the Boonarung people of the Kulon Nation as the custodians of Kurt Barok. I share my admiration for the Aboriginal culture. I witness the connection that they have for each other and the land and their community. As I swim in the waters and walk on the land, I feel the power of this place. I'm grateful for the Aboriginal people's amazing custodianship, the power, beauty and the healing potential of this place. I wish to pay special respects to the elders of the Boonarong people. Their wisdom, guidance and support are exceptional and felt well beyond the Aboriginal community. I honour that this is Aboriginal land and that it has never been ceded. I am committed to listening to the Aboriginal community and learning how I can be an active ally in their journey to justice. Hello. <laughs> oh my darling you did that that was fantastic it's always a bit clunky that was the most clunky I've ever had it um but but it, it, it can be a bit clunky I know I was being so very patient I know <laughs> you were like yeah we're gonna be okay with this um, thank you lovely Emma thank you so much for having me on to your amazing channel and your amazing heart space thank you thank you thank you I'm so delighted you're here. Um, I'm so glad you're able to join and bring some of your wonderful energy to this day, which both Becky and I acknowledge is a difficult day for us all and, you know, can bring a lot of feelings and emotions. And I think, you know, we were saying beforehand, sorry, I'm going to go. And that's just going to have to be okay. <laughs> yeah. I've been like this all day. It's been such a strange day as I walked down this morning and um, I walked down 
done to have swim with my friends who swim and you could see all the yachts out in the bay and it's like this day you know australia day is a day where people sail you know and um oh let me say i've just lost rebecca uh, bring her back and um there's just a lot of stuff with that that just feels hey beck sorry i lost you there um just popping in we were just saying i was just saying i was walking down this morning to the beach and um it just feels like a very emotional day i was you know listening to and reading from um the aboriginal first nations people that i know and their posts and just feeling so it feels so wrong still that we're doing this mm -hmm. um yeah sorry i'll just pull myself a little bit more together <laughs> um <laughs> but I just wanted to start off today by just doing an acknowledgement of country as well. Um, and just, you know, to acknowledge the Boonarang people of the Kulan Nations, which is where myself and I think Becky, are you in the same? Yeah. Yes. Um, as the custodians of the land <clears throat> that we live on and sharing our admiration and my admiration for their culture and their community. And, you know, the beautiful care that they have for the land and the beautiful care that they've had for centuries and centuries and just how, how, um, how extraordinary this country is, how extraordinary their patience with us all is and how fucked up acknowledging how fucked up the situation <laughs> is you know mm. and just wanting to thank them for everything um to paying special respect to the elders and um acknowledging their role the wisdom and guidance support that's felt well beyond their community and honoring my deepest heart that this is Aboriginal land and it's never been ceded and I'm committed to listening as I know Becky is too to the Aboriginal community and learning how and we will get it wrong how we can be an ally my darling Emma okay yes my darling friend Emma, big-hearted Emma, thank you so much for those um, very open and honest and raw um, sharing of feelings. Darling, let's all take a reset breath. Everyone here, take a deep inhale. These are really big yeah. feelings. Deep inhale. Long exhale. And again, let's take another deep inhale. At the top of your breath, inhale again. And a long, long and smooth, a slow exhale. Okay, let's go again, deep inhale. 
And another deep inhale. Slow and smooth, long exhale. As you breathe, just come into your tailbone, into your sacrum, into your spine and into your feet. So just connecting yourself with your land where you find yourself positioned today. <laughs> okay. So hello, my <laughs> name is Beck, and I have been uh, invited here for a brief chat with the lovely Emma Gilmore doing such important work in the world. Um, we think that we might talk about yin, <laughs> yin yoga. Um, I am uh, an acupuncturist and a doctor of traditional Chinese medicine. Um, Last year, I celebrated uh, 20 years as, uh, as an acupuncturist. And for 10 years before that, I was a massage therapist and Reiki practitioner. So this year, 2024, is actually 30 years that I have been working up close and personal um, with other human beings. Um, mm -hmm. So this is really a position of uh, deep privilege to be um, sharing a space, a vulnerable space um, with others who come in such of, of healing, of, of feeling better and, you know, of, of choosing me um, to be a part of that journey with them. Um, so, uh, about... 10 years ago, I began a, a, a very committed meditation practice. And if you don't have a committed meditation practice, I highly encourage you to begin today um, because this, uh, this deep inner work really changed my life. And in a way that um, just very briefly allowed me to have a very strong voice um, that sits right here to say, to really guide and say, you know, now is the time to do this, now is the time to do that. And so gives you this lovely sort of confidence uh, in what you're doing and also a sense of sort of separation, like you're just like going with the flow and following in, in instruction and, and guidance. So um, that, that was my experience with that. And then the voice. Um, suggested it was time for me to teach uh, meditation so uh, and I was absolutely frightened as Emma I'm sure you received similar guidance hey it's time for you to do a podcast yeah <laughs> and you probably went what uh, no so I was what no um, and and it it was just a very forceful, yes, you are definitely going to do this. And, and I was very shy. And anyway, it's been a very transformative journey. At the same time, what I was noticing with my patients was, um, it was an increase in panic attacks and real mental health, um, like escalating anxiety. And God or spirit or whoever is very in, like when you are working with humans really closely, um, really interesting things happen. Like 
early in my career, you know, five people would come in with tennis elbow, for example, and it's like, oh, this is my week to get really good at tennis mm -hmm. elbow. Um, but during this time, before I started teaching meditation, just escalating um, states of, of anxiety and panic attacks, people that I'd known for a really long time um, going to hospital with, you know, I need an ECG, my, I'm having a heart attack, you know, yeah. age 30. Yeah. So the one-on-one -on -one thing wasn't working for me anymore and, and that was, you know, my journey into um, teaching meditation. Yin yoga was exactly the same. Very strong voice saying now it's time for you to learn to be a yin yoga teacher and to teach yin because when you're working with people, um, so often you feel like, if only this person was doing X, Y, Z, one of those X, Y, Zs is always, if only this person would stretch more, if only this person would be more present with their temple, with their body, and um, connect deeply with themselves. Um, and this is kind of true for most reasons that people come to uh, acupuncture, no matter what it is, like a migraine or digestive or period things or back pain. Um, so there was something, so I practice yoga myself, um, but there's something in yin that is incredibly special and um, it is like a harnessing of yourself. Like when you are deep in a pose, so the difference, so yin itself, uh, what creates a yin style of yoga is a long hold. So you are holding a pose um, for between three and five minutes. So say, for example, you might pop your leg out to the side and you, you have bolsters and cushions and you're kind of like, you know, leaning uh, over your leg to stretch, you know, either your adductors or your hamstrings, depending on the angle of your upper body, and you stay there. And yin is working with the release of fascia. Mm -hmm. So you're working with all your interconnective um, tissue, your membrane. So it's not for muscle building. Um, it's for um, stretching your fascia and nourishing your joints and the parts of your body. And then by doing that, you are releasing, um, I'm going to say painful, traumatic events that are stored in your body's tissue. Yes. And I met lovely Emma um, on a yin retreat. And so maybe as a receiver of this lovely medicine, mm. Emma, you might like to talk to how you actually feel, you know, during class or after class, like what your experience is mm. or has been. Mm. It's so interesting because I met Rebecca and or Becky or Beck um, <laughs> on the first day of the retreat. I would not met Beck before. I knew Chris, who's mm. on here. Hi, Chris, um, because she was my naturopath. <laughs> and I met her and she was like, let's go and do this retreat. And I was like, hell yes. 
and then I met Beck on the first day and she has this beautiful presence with her I was not very well I can't remember what had happened I think I just had a little tummy bug or something overnight tummy bug and um and she held me in her uh, care um as did Chris and I had done yin a little bit before not much but I had when I had done it it um I found it exactly what um Beck talks about I found it it's very aligned to the work I do with humans but for me personally I found it was a way that I could sit with difficult stuff and work it through mm. and there's a million different ways that I do that in my life in order to uh, bring less reactivity into my interactions with the world and myself um, but yin for me there's something so special about it and what we did on this retreat with and I will probably not do the retreat justice because it was sensational um, that Chris and um, Beck and their friend Vanessa um, organized for us very lucky humans um we start did we start and end each day with yin we did yes. in way yes so we started with pranayama breath work yin and then we also did some beautiful um qigong yes and it was such an amazing way to start mm. and end each day in the jungle um oh my god in the jungle. <laughs> and it was so it was the places just was phenomenal where we were um, but for me, it's been a place where I can sit with really difficult stuff that I'm trying to work through and understand. And being a person of a neurodivergent um, makeup, um, I'm still trying to understand all of that. Mm. I, 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 in my work with alcohol, because a lot of the reasons why people drink is because it's difficult to be with our experience of the world mm -hmm. and so we use alcohol to numb control or escape um generally the humans that i work with and myself included either feel things in a massive way or don't mm -hmm. feel anything at all and there's lots of you know debates and discussions around why that all might be um but for me i have always been quite a numb person like a lot mm -hmm. of people i know so it either tends to be one of two ways so the thing i find particularly interesting from my in my own story is that both my kids feel things in a very big way which makes me think that i probably also think feel things in a very big way but it shut down quite a long time ago and I use my not feeling things as a coping mechanism to help me get through things but that yes or no to trauma being the causal you know uh, nervous system or genetics or anything is kind of largely irrelevant because the experience and what I work with most of my clients on and what I'm continuously learning myself is how much our ability to be with 
ourselves in our distress Mm -hmm. and to be able to to lean in and and softly softly gently gently as much as we are able to uh, allow yes um, our experience of the world to be without trying to change or make it bad or run away from it and so for me in yoga and beck's approach and chris's approach and vanessa's approach exemplifies that that's probably the wrong word i can't think of the right word at the moment it's a good um (laughs) it is exactly what happens it is exactly what happens in a class that when you are um, in a pose for a long time and it's just you and your breath and silence or perhaps there's some gentle music playing but you know it um, provokes uh, irritation or I'm feeling uncomfortable like your pose might actually be fairly comfortable but suddenly you notice, oh, there's, there's something shinier over there, you know, just that inability to just stay still for for a little while and that, you know, there's, there's such uh, a deep, um, well, there can be just such a deep release that comes with that because what is underneath that? And as you are in your pose for, say, well, I, I can can only go with my own body so after perhaps two minutes in a pose there's a real drop like something really Mm. spreads and goes Mm. you know and and you're able to move more deeply um into uh yourself Mm. and then after that drop in then there is sort of like a flush that happens like a release of hormone that um brings this really acute sort of stillness um sometimes <laughs> not all the time um but then the experience of yin is is like an ocean and so your your mind is just kind of able to float freely um and just notice the thoughts that come up and you know the thoughts that don't need to be recognized or the thoughts that come into you know, uh, you know, this perhaps uh, invitation for process. Mm-hmm. Um, traditional Chinese medicine loves to compartmentalize uh, every single thing in the universe in the five element theory. Mm-hmm. And your uh, organ system has uh, uh, energetic channels that we call meridians uh, that extend into your fingers and your feet, like all the way down your legs and into your arms. And this is basically um, Chinese medicine theory. Um, And poetically, they all meet like at the top of your head. This is actual poetry. Mm. Um, So when, so say for example, you have a migraine so what i'm saying is you can use yin as medicine you can use yoga as medicine um so say you have uh, a migraine this is usually a liver related disharmony Mm -hmm. so you can look up 
oh, what are the yin poses for my liver? Mm. Um, and perhaps you can also notice, oh, liver time is spring, you know, are my migraines worse in the springtime? And mm. so in the springtime, you might want to do more of, uh, say, uh, you know, a liver flow. So in our classes, we, we flow with the seasons as well. And in our classes, you can also come and say, hey, I actually have a migraine and we do uh, acupressure points and, you know, just sort of curate the class a little bit, um, you know, more uh, personally yeah. for you. I really do love that part of the class. Yeah. It's a really nice community feel. Teaching yin and teaching meditation is, is like, I love being an acupuncturist. Like I said before, it really is a position of privilege. Yeah. Um, like it's never work. It's always amazing. And the people who walk in the door are always amazing. Um, and it's so fun and so interesting. Mm. And you can be as light or as, uh, or as deep as, as you want to go with your patients. And... <laughs> uh not but but and teaching yeah. yin and teaching meditation is like wow you know just yeah. all of that that i said about acupuncture just kind of times infinity like mm. holding holding community space and mm. um megan's here she's yeah. been yeah. meditating for i don't know years yeah. like years yeah and we love it. It's like, it yeah. is, it's like, it's like religion. It is like church. It's like, oh, I can't wait to be with these people and sit and breathe. Yeah. Right. So you're sitting and breathing and kind of doing like you're doing a lot, but you're also doing nothing. Like it's yeah. such an honor. Yes. Right. <laughs> I love that Megan says, and, and I'm so glad you're here, Megan. Um, the experience of yin is like the ocean. Love that. Yes, beautiful. I think my mom and I would too. Hi, mommy. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, we. I, I. I remember when we were on a retreat with you. There was this incredible experience, and it's so funny because it's almost. It takes me some time to process these things. Mm. Um. And just remember how spectacular they were. Um, and I just remember that on the last day, you guys did that amazing. I, I, we were doing yin and there was beautiful music and there was acupuncture and it was just, just can you describe what you guys did then, Becca? Because that was just insanely wonderful. This is um, <laughs> what I'm talking this, about. This is a this is a ritual that we do on our last day. It's gone through many incarnations, has it not, Christine Carly? Yeah. Um, we, we usually do it with cacao because we love cacao and we love Vanessa talks so beautifully to the mother cacao and, and just with her um, Portuguese, uh, um, the way she says things. And then talking about plant medicine, like it's just mm. beautiful. Um, and we play some shamanic music and we do esoteric acupuncture. Mm. So these three things combined, however, in Bali, you know, the fourth was the atmosphere of 
just being in the jungle with those sounds is was just so deeply resonant um but yes having a group experience a group uh acupuncture experience and esoteric acupuncture is spiritual acupuncture we're using uh sacred geometry to uh, magnify the potency mm. um, of the points of the mm. little portals mm. that uh, acupuncture points are um, so it's like you're all kind of sharing and borrowing because you're all having the same uh, grid placed in your um, subtle body and then yeah. that music is just so cool oh that music yeah. is amazing yeah yes it is yeah um and so, yeah, it's, it's just the way we finish uh, all of our retreats. Um, we must yeah. have been doing that since the very beginning. Yes. So thank you for describing that because I wouldn't have been able to do it myself because I was in it and it was just so, like, wildly wonderful. But I had no idea what was going on, if you know what I mean. It was like I was, like, yes. in a, another <laughs> place, you know. And like you say, there's something about group work, and I know for me when I'm working with, my humans and just exploring and discovering this stuff together even if it's you know a silent situation other than your teacher it's like just being in community mm-hmm. and being part of something bigger than us and the create the energy that's created from the power of a shared experience with other humans mm-hmm. in a world that's incredible crystal saying she loves that it's just and i think this is what for me because um you know and i know so many of us lives are busy and none of us have really recovered from covid and you know there's a lot of us a lot of people i speak to who are limping through you know no, not that many people are jumping into january new year new me uh vibe there's mm-hmm. an awful lot of people who are still i think covid has had more of an impact on us than we realize and you know being able to do something like what beck offers in her group classes um which means that you you don't have to go anywhere and obviously it's not going to be available to everybody because of the days and times but nothing ever is mm. right um but just having space to rest and be and to connect um yeah. and breathe <laughs> is breathe. for me for me as a, a person working with humans struggling with alcohol and and really it's kind of almost for you know alcohol is a it's almost a distraction because it's not about alcohol it's never about the coping mechanism right it's about that we've been using something to keep us safe because we don't know how to do our life in a different way we haven't learned the skills yet and so you know it's interesting because when you work with people who are struggling with alcohol is there's often like we was for me you know a million other different coping mechanisms that we employ some of which are you know validated by society and others are not um the productivity 
to culture, some comparisonitis, mm. the busyness, the you know, this this whole experience of living in our Western world is in many cases too much for us mm. because it is too much and it's kind of like a lie that it isn't. Can I speak to yeah. that? Um, just yes. for a minute. We talk about uh, the energetics, you know, of, of life, of nature, um, and this busyness is is yang. It's yang chi, right? Yeah. It's just like all of this. Yeah. And so without anything to uh, anchor and really anchor in a devotional way, like protecting that anchor, like, this is really important. Yeah. I love being busy. We, you yeah. and I talk all the time. We love our businesses. Like yeah. our business is a playground. But with it, good on you, KP. I, I but without that, that um, anchor, uh, the yin, like yin is balancing for yang. So um, mm. you can do all that busyness. Like if you have mm. this thing that you nurture, like baby like a cat right like this protective space that you have around your meditation practice your yoga practice your walk in the in the forest at the beach your yin class you know these things then you can you can uh you can recover from covid <laughs> you know it doesn't it's it just can become a long thing yeah yeah absolutely and it it's it's so interesting that you offer this and for me i would say people always say to me well oh, what do you what do you need to support an alcohol free life what do you need to support a life where you're not looking for mm -hmm. things to numb control mm -hmm. use to escape etc and it, it it is about creating a scaffolding to support your life mm -hmm. and so that love that word. you can rest mm. so that you do get to turn off the busyness hold on a second mm. sorry mm. damien i'm on a pod i'm on a live on instagram <laughs> this is real life just coming in here <laughs> Ooh. and an energy there's an energy <laughs> there as well um oh, i've got distracted sorry what would we just say? <laughs> well, just scaffolding, like with that. Yeah, so I love so this work, this word. Building a scaffolding to support ourselves because mm -hmm. a lot of the time when we are in distress, and that is why, thanks, Katie, <laughs> <laughs> we're in distress and things are, we, when I talk to people with alcohol, it's often that we have not, we're not able to prioritize ourselves mm. and that is why people are drinking or using shopping or going on social media or whatever mm. your coping mechanism may be you know what it is largely irrelevant it's it's mm. more that it's our nervous systems are so overloaded mm. and we're not able to prioritize ourselves enough to choose to give ourselves some space yeah. and it's almost like a until we're ready until we're able to do that it's very difficult to yes support a life without coping without destructive coping mechanisms or coping mechanisms that yes. seem good short term but 
probably longer term aren't necessarily beneficial for us um and this is why the work i think that you do is such a and why i would encourage anybody that works with me to seek out beck christine and other humans doing similar work in order to support a life where mm. you can learn to be with your experience of life without it having to be something that you have to escape from. Thanks, darling Emma. <laughs> and I just, so, that's why I wanted to have you here, Becky, because you are just such a calming human to have in your world. And if there's any way that I can share you or mm. get your message, get your beauty, truth, your authenticity to my mm. people, then that would be such a godsend for them, you know. And actually, you know, right back to you, Emma, I have sent, I can't remember how many people, you know, and they, they're like looking, they're doing the sideways thing, you know, because they're, they're not ready, but they have your information. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so, Becky, thank you so much. And thank you for doing that beautiful grounding breath work thing with me when I was just feeling so sad yes. and it's still going on for me um, energetically but I, I think that would have been so beautiful for us all to experience today because it's a tough day right it's a tough yes. day yeah. it's a complicated no, tough day it's complicated because we really feel proud of our country and we want to yeah. be happy whatever that is yeah. um but you know, we just we do it mindfully and uh, and and inwardly. Yeah. Yes. And, not <laughs> and in our own way. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Right. Um, but Becky, tell tell people um, if you're open to a bit about when and how your your work and how people can find you and how they can work with you and what your offerings are. Um, if you would be open to doing that thanks emma um i am rebecca jade my uh business is called peace love and acupuncture i have a website peaceloveacupuncture.com i have my instagram peace love and acupuncture um i have four classes a week one of them is yin yoga on a friday afternoon i have morning classes uh, which are um, esoteric acupuncture meditation, which is spiritual acupuncture as a meditation, mm -hmm. and pranayama. Pranayama is something that we can probably talk about another time because yeah, pranayama is amazing. Uh, so those morning classes are on a Tuesday and a Friday. And I also have a private group um, if you are really serious about your meditation, and that is Tuesday, 1.30. Uh, and that is lovely megan in here megan is very serious about meditation she is in that group um it's been i was really nervous was i nervous i was like oh god i have to do this thing and <laughs> <laughs> it 
it was easy so yeah. thank you for teaching oh. me something new emma just really doing such a great job thank you thank and you. um also you know thank you for talking about the retreats that christine and i yeah. offer uh christine carly my life bestie 30 years we've been friends and our company is called uh, beautiful humans retreats mm -hmm. so we do retreats in victoria and in bali once mm -hmm. a year um so you might want to look at that as well thank you so much for your time emma oh. really valuable thank you so much thank you treasure <laughs> thank you for coming and doing this with me um i appreciate you so much Oh my goodness, guys, I wanted to just quickly interrupt and just let you guys know that I've got my five-day virtual retreat running this February the 19th of February to the 23rd. I think it's 23rd, yeah, 7 p.m. every evening, Melbourne, Sydney time, on Zoom. It is going to be phenomenal. I ran it for the first time as a five-day program before Christmas in the lead-up to um, my great Aussie alcohol experiment <clears throat> in it was in september um and it was an absolute corker everyone loved it totally new material really really focused on my particular way of coaching which is sort of a a mixture of all the different things i've learned from being a counselor and psychotherapist to working with gabriel Marte, to working with annie grace to working with uh jolene park on gray area drinking so this naked mind as well um and, you know, all the other different teachers that I've had over the years, and I've amalgamated to come up with what I believe the absolute essential to changing your relationship with alcohol is. Um, it's quite different from what a lot of people talk about. It's not about pushing. It's not about restricting. It's not about working really hard. It's about loving. It's about leaning in. It's about challenging everything that you learn to believe is what changing your relationship with alcohol is about is about changing all of your beliefs around alcohol so that you no longer feel that alcohol is something you need in order to celebrate um to commiserate to relax um it's real so it's changing your liminal thinking it's learning how to be with ourselves and our bodies in our distress and there's really practical examples of that i'll have workbooks that you can download i'll have audio files that you can listen to in your own time so We'll go through, we'll do some inner child work. It's going to be really interactive. It's going to basically teach you all of the different things that I use to stop drinking and I work with on, with my clients on a daily basis. It's a really intense, great five days. It will be an hour session each time. And there will be, um, like I said, there'll be workbooks and there'll be tools and things that you can use um, for setting yourself up for success with wherever you want to be with your relationship with alcohol. Um, it's really, really different what I teach. I have developed my own method from all of the different um, teachers that I've had. Um, and it's very, very successful. And it's also really, really, really good fun to do. Um, and I was talking recently to some of my clients and we were talking about what are the amazing things about living a life that you're not controlled by alcohol, where you can just take or leave alcohol. And that's exactly what I'm going to be teaching over this five days and, and and the things that we talked about were silly little things it's things like you know being able to go and pick up your kids from their maths shift at 10 o'clock on a saturday night um waking up in the morning and not being an arsehole to yourself um what's another one i can't what do my clients said to me this evening oh 
getting up in the morning on Saturday morning and driving to park run and not having to worry if you were over the limit. Um, and then one of another one that was coming up for us was um, things like going to the cinema and just the amount of bandwidth that gets taken up by drinking. And it, uh, so we were talking in our group about drinking and how, you know, if you drank at the cinema, which used to, I used to really enjoy, and I even drank at things like, um, I would have a, a nice bottle of um, fizzy wine. I remember when the, when the kids went to see The Greatest Showman. Um, and I remember one time being mortified because I was watching something quite serious with my mum. And I'd had one of those little piccolos of champagne. It wasn't enough to get me to the movie. I had to get up and get another one. And we were talking about how, you know, once then when you're drinking and you're out, you, you've got to then plan your sort of how, how do I get there and get home without driving because you're having to get Ubers and, and then and just and then just the amount of brain space that gets taken up by alcohol. And just talking about how you know this isn't what we were put on this life on this earth to be about. We weren't put on this earth to have be mean to ourselves every day, to not be able to be proud enough of ourselves and capable enough to pick our children up when they need picking up. We weren't put on this earth to regret our behavior. We weren't put on this earth to have our brains filled with different ways that we can get to uh, to do things that involve alcohol as opposed to just like living our lives. <laughs> so if any of you, if that resonates with any of you, if that's something you would like, I highly recommend. It's 50 bucks, it's 47 bucks. Um, and it's a really, really great program. And I think if you are going to change your relationship with alcohol, you have to start by investing in something to help you. So a community to program. And then you also have to invest in yourself. You have to invest some time. You're like, I want to change this. It's causing me problems. I'm not enjoying it. It's not making me happy. It's making me sad. I'm going to do something about it. And then you've got to put in heart, you know, an hour a day for five days and, you know, just bloody show up and do the work and, and, and you will be amazed at the transformation. And you'll be there soon, you know, picking your kids up from the gym at nine o'clock on a Saturday night, like my clients do, <laughs> going to the cinema and rejoicing in the fact that you don't have to drink and realizing that you don't need alcohol to um, enjoy yourself. And, you know, that you can actually literally just take it or leave alcohol. And most of the time you will choose to leave it because it's absolutely nothing to offer you. So if you want to live that kind of free life, I encourage you highly to join my Five Taste of Freedom virtual retreat. I'll see you there, 19th of Feb, 7pm. And the link to join, which I highly advise you to do, is in the show notes. All right, my darlings, take care. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Midlife AF with Emma Gilmore. If you enjoyed it, please share on Instagram for your friends and tag me at Hope Rising Coaching. If you want to help me grow the podcast, please review the episodes for me on Apple Podcasts. That really helps. If you would like to work further with me, please go to my website, www.hoperisingcoaching.com for my free and paid programs or email me at emma at hoperisingcoaching.com. Sending a massive cuddle to you and yours from me and mine. And remember to keep choosing you.